business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. been a really weird year. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, speaking of that, uh, when I think of a weird year, I think back to how February, we, of course, we're having guests here in studio, mm-hmm. January, February. We always had guests right. in the studio. And uh, one of our very last guests that we actually had in studio was James Staten, who's from Olympus Pools, who'll be on with us in just a minute. And uh, he was here in studio. In fact, Kylie Francis was here that day as well, if you I remember, because I've got a picture of, uh, of the three of us. And, uh, you know, you think about that, and I think we had one more guest after that. About some things, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed, and we are still uh, guestless here and completely locked down for good good reason here at the uh, Beasley Radio Station compound, and uh, no guests in studio, but uh, still moving on, forging on with the show. I wanted to touch base uh, w- or touch on a couple of the top trending stories of the week because I mentioned this, and uh, one of those is GM recalling millions of cars in the United States because Gen- of the airbag. Still, well, let's uh, read the story and see. This comes from LinkedIn News. By the way, I love LinkedIn because they, they give us a lot of good trending news that seems to be politically unbiased. General Motors is recalling. 6 million vehicles in the United States, 7 million globally, due to problems with, yep, you guessed it, Pat, airbags that have been blamed for 27 deaths. The automaker had been fighting the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the NHTSA, since 2016 to avoid the costly recall. That's going to cost them a ton of money. But the appeal was denied on Monday. About 100 million of the Takata airbags had already been recalled worldwide after a number of deadly explosions. The GM recall mainly affects the company's pickup trucks and SUVs, which is a big deal uh, because that's a big chunk of their uh, revenue and profit as well. And it's going to cost the company a staggering $1.2 billion. That's a big deal. So uh, it's hard to even try to find those airbags right now because they're not manufacturing because of manufacturing flow, uh, supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, you know, one other thing, and I'll and I'll, we're going to move on and get to our guest in just a second. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Gary Kultbaum. I mentioned this to you, Pat, in the uh, during the break. Uh, Gary Kultbaum uh, is a nationally syndicated uh, financial expert. He's on Fox Business News and does a does a show right here on this radio station and syndicated on a bunch of I think. Uh, probably a hundred other radio stations around the country. And yesterday's show, uh, Gary was talking about uh, some of the indicators of a potential bear market. And I am not an expert in this category, but I will tell you that uh, Gary is. And if you have not listened to Gary Kaltbaum's show, or maybe you can't catch it live here on this radio station, go to go to the podcast store that you uh, have on your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts and get that Gary Kaltbaum show. Because I think if you're a business owner or you have some, you are have a vested interest in business, you'd be well served to listen to Gary's input on uh, his thoughts on not only the markets because that's what he talks about. His show is a market rap type show, uh, but it also you know digs into the political ramifications of. Um, uh, and how that all ties into the markets and business. And, you know, he's talking right now about uh, the potential of a bear market. And uh, the reason being is is that you see this frothy speculation in so many sectors where there's no fundamentals to support the, the growth. And one of those categories that he was talking about yesterday was in electric vehicles. Now, some might say that the, uh, you know, stock uh, rise in electric 
vehicles and all of the subsidiaries may be related to the possible incoming <laughs> new president, Joe Biden, who has expressed a lot, of, that. a lot of interest in green energy and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, th- it also is a indicator or a precursor of a uh, potential bear market because that's what happens because the market buyers, i.e. the institutions, tend to look everywhere they can when everything else is exhausted. So in other words, when there's no growth potential in big cap, big cap tech, for example, companies like Google and Apple and Facebook, which, by the way, have all flatlined recently, which tells us that institutional buyers are not seeing growth potential in them in the coming months, then what happens is institutions start looking at all, it literally under every nook and cranny, under every sheet, they go to every corner of the building looking for opportunity, and they will bid it up and try and make money on it. And so I'm not suggesting that the electric vehicle industry doesn't have growth potential, but a lot of the companies that you're seeing massive growth, as Gary pointed out, a lot of those companies do not have fundamentals, have not made profit even. In fact, uh, there was one company that he mentioned yesterday that the stock value doubled, and uh, they... Uh, I think they'd done $2 million in sales, but no profits. <laughs> and it's and it's absolutely reminds me, and Pat, I'm sure it will you too, of what happened in 2007 with the real estate market. When there aren't fundamentals to support, then eventually you come down pretty hard. So I want you to just uh, follow Gary Kaltbaum if you have interest in this type of conversation, and uh, I think you'll be a little more enlightened. His show airs here, right here on Money Talk 1010 as well. So line one's blinking, so that means that uh, up uh, next is my friend and colleague uh, Joy McAdams. She's a regular contributor to the show, a mom to five, a wife, a connector of professionals, an iron woman, and a consultant to medical practices. And she's also a leadership influencer on LinkedIn with over 175,000 highly engaged followers, which means that she reaches about 2 million people every single month, which is more than some daytime TV shows. Joy McAdams, welcome to Business Beyond the Boardroom. Good morning from Cozumel. I'm still here. We fly oh, out this afternoon. You are. Uh, you sound, yeah, you sound crystal clear. I could get through. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you sound crystal clear. Glad Great. to have you. Uh, what time is it there? Is it uh, a couple hours behind? It's 9 a.m. Well, here. it's actually the same. We're on East Coast time. Oh, Cozumel is on East Coast time. Look at that. Yeah. I, I did not yeah. know that. I guess it comes down that tip uh, of the peninsula that moves it into yeah. the eastern time zone. I didn't think of that till just now. Well, yeah. Pat yeah. would have known that because Pat likes Cozumel. Well, <laughs> Joy, I know you're going to talk about storytelling, and as a part of that, I want to, I want to also, at some point before we uh, get to uh, the commercial break, I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, your Ironman. So if you want to start with storytelling, that's fine, but I'm sure. uh, super proud of you. I've followed your journey, obviously, in pictures and want to hear all about it, but talk to us about storytelling and how it can really impact your uh, followers and the growth of your social feeds. Sure, and it's exactly what you said. You know, you were following my journey, and that is, you know, when when people think, well, why do you keep gaining these followers on LinkedIn? Why does your social media, you know, following keep growing? A lot of it has to do with everybody wants a story to follow. Everyone wants a journey. You know, they want, especially if you're trying to um, build a personal brand, um, you know, they want to see the good, the bad, the ugly. They don't just want to see this perfect picture everything. They want to hear the struggle. They want to hear the growth. They want to celebrate with you, um, you know, and they also want to, you know, kind of be there for you when when things don't go as planned. And so being able to tell tell a story, I think the same goes for, you know, a company, a business. 
they want to know, you know, how did this company start? Where is it going? What are their plans? You know, what are the struggles they're facing? You know, even now during COVID, as businesses are are facing all these challenges, like share the challenges. You know, one of the biggest things we saw when COVID hit was, you know, all the airlines and and all these things were sending emails telling us what their struggles were. Right. That that's kind of a part of it too. Is is putting your story out there, what you're facing. It makes you very relatable. And that's what people want. That's what people are going to follow, and that's what they're going to connect with. So it's so important that that we keep that, you know, at the forefront of our mind when we're looking at marketing. And, you know, one of the things that in talking to a lot of marketing directors and executives in the marketing space, as well as small business owners who are thinking about their social media posting calendar, a lot of times, you know, they'll they'll sit down and have these meetings and, and try and come up with gimmicks or you know, special days or things like that. But what I'm hearing you say, which is really totally makes sense, is if we just stick to our lives yeah. <laughs> and how our lives progress throughout the year, it makes right. sense as to what we should be sharing in our social feeds because social is that. It should be very social. So your, your storytelling is based on right. what's going on right now. And right, what's going on right now? Well, we're obviously in a in a pandemic right. and we're also in Thanksgiving week and uh we're headed towards the holidays, so those are all things that we can be posting on. And some of us, sure. not the guy on this side of the microphone, have been in an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, tell us about your Ironman experience, because um, I mean, yeah. I, you you went down early, right? So you get sure you get down there. So tell us, walk us through that. Uh, uh, that sure, journey. sure. I will tell you, this year was very humbling. Um, every athlete has to have that race from. You know, that, that race that just rocks their world, that challenges them. And it's so good because, um, number one, it reminds you to always respect the distance. You know, last year I went into this so scared and so apprehensive because I had never done it before. And, and I think this year the Grand Canyon kind of made me feel a little more confident. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And, I mean, I, even though I was nervous, I didn't have that same respect. This is a distance to respect. And it only takes one little thing going wrong, and you are in for it. And that's mm. exactly what happened. I started off, I, I came with big high hopes to to hopefully get a time good enough or close enough to kind of place. I mean, that's how much I wanted to level up this year. Um, and I started doing, I did really well on the swim, except for the fact that I swam through a school of jellyfish. Um, and, you know, it was a little painful, but I was good. I was like, okay, I, I had a faster swim time than I did last year. I was excited. I was on track. And then once I got to the bike, this nauseousness just hit me. Mm. And it was a long rest of the day with a few extra pit stops along the way, if you know what I mean. So let me... Um, and I struggled. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let, me ba- let me back up. Let me back up. So the, how, t- how, many, how, how far is the swim? So the swim is 2.4 miles. 2.4 miles um, swimming. Now, I've swum... I've, I've swam... Swam. I've swam a one mile back when I was in, in you know, in uh, Boy Scouts. As a matter of fact, so, so you I was, know, that. I was pretty That's young. A lot. <laughs> uh, one mile is a lot. So two two point four mm-hmm. is a lot. So you 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 said you swam through jellyfish. Yeah, Did there you... was a little, and and they're known for that. Last year, I knew about it. I was scared about it. I never, I didn't really see any. So this year, I just didn't even think about it again. I was like, oh, I'll be good. So do they um, sting? What do they do? Yeah, they, they all they sting. Stung. Like there was a whole school, and I got like all these multiple stings. Um, all over my body. So I'm, that's the only thing I can think of as to what made me nauseous because I already know my nutrition. I've done, you know, all these endurance things. Sure. That's a big thing is nailing your nutrition. Um, and I already know all that. So the only thing I can think of is that's what made me sit the mm-hmm. rest of the day. So then the 112-mile bike ride, the winds were really strong too. And then um, the 26.2-mile run, 
it was a struggle. I was just at, at the after I was got over the, being discouraged that I wasn't going to get the time I want. I was just hoping to finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I still bring my time from last year, which makes me feel a little better because I'm like, you know what? Had I been not totally wasted. I probably would have done, you sure. know, closer to what I wanted to do. But so, I was just grateful to finish. <laughs> I bet you tough. were. Were there a lot of waves? Yeah, well, it was like a cur- it's like a yeah, it was kind of choppy, but then there was there's like this weird current that you had to get in and out of. Once you got in it, you realized, oh no, I better get out. It's pulling me out. Sure. So you kind of had to read the current and, and feel it as you were swimming and, and adjust accordingly. Well, but I, um, it's beautiful though. It's such a beautiful race. I know you're a pro, but you glossed over it quickly. So I want to make sure our listeners hear this. How many? So so we we did 2.4 miles in the water swimming. Right. Then you get out and you bike. How far was the biking? 112 miles on the bike. So you 112 go miles. By the way, for those scoring at home, that's almost the distance from our studio to Orlando and back. And the island is not that big. I've been there many times. What is the island? It's only around the island. What is it, 10 miles? It's four, Well, it's 40 miles. Oh, oh wow. It's more than, than I thought. Two, two, two and half. then almost a third loop. Gotcha. So it's like two loops around and then almost a third. And on the one side where the, the ocean, I mean, the wind were in every time so you're pedaling as hard as you can and you're like i'm not even moving and that's a long stretch of into the wind um right, so, that you're pedaling on that other side because so, you know that hurricane just came sure yeah yeah yeah, green, uh, yeah and get those winds so then and then the the last part of it was the run which was how long it's a full marathon so 26 26 miles 26 miles so so here's here's my point so you're you're you get stung by jellyfish <laughs> Then you go, you finish up your two and a half mile swim. Then you run a hundred over a hundred miles, or bike over a hundred miles, and then you run twenty six miles. I mean, hello, <laughs> come on! It was insane. And it's you're insane because you're you're already worried about staying hydrated. Period. Right. right and electrolytes sure. and everything. So if you're hurling on the side, then you're really nervous because you're like, how hydrated am I? Do I need to call this? Because you know you get into a real danger zone at that level and that exertion that's still needed. And so that's what was scaring me the most. I was like, do I need to call it? Do I need to keep going? Am I hydrated enough to keep going? Um, And so that's what I, the whole day was in my mind too, was, you know, Mm. what's safe, what's not. But anyway, I made it and I finished and now I'm just so grateful and I will be back. We'll, (laughs) We'll look forward to hearing from you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, Joy. Thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand podcast, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. simply by going to moneytalk1010.com. Or if you live in Tampa Bay on 103.1 FM, 92.1 FM, 1010 AM, or 99.5 HD2. Also, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for more great business and marketing content. Or just hop over to my website, marksteckman.com. Thanks for listening and make it a great day.